the fancy film fellows employs a frank discussion of cinema that includes adult language and descriptions of mature situations. We have no concern for spoilers, so be warned, you might learn more than you'd care to know. Hello there, soldier. Ready to kill more Germans? Yes, sir. What's your name, soldier? Sir, Private for all company A. Uh-huh. You married, Private? No, sir. Well, I'll bet your mother's proud of you. Yes, sir. Well, carry on, Private, and good luck to you. Hey. Yes, sir, It's Slumber Party Cinema. Hello, fancy friends. Welcome to a new episode of Fancy Film Fellows Presents Slumber Party Cinema. My name is Ilya, I am your host today, and joining me on this December evening in Germany, slash morning in Birmingham, slash earlier morning in Portland, are Ruben. I'm Ruben. Hello. And Hi. Basil. That's me. Here I am. How are you guys? Full. What'd you eat? Ruben's full. Breakf breakfast food. Uh, uh, eggs and onions and potatoes and a pancake. Nice. Well, wow, that's I very similar to what... I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I ate breakfast food for dinner just now, as the Germans are wont to do, calling it Brotzeit. Three for three. Time. Yep. The breakfast boys uh, are back in town. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a crepe with uh, mushrooms and onion and egg and arugula and cheese in it. So, Neat. Very similar. Yeah. I had uh, similar. black sour bread and Ooh. with uh, butter and with salmon on top. That was nice. Mm. Nice little fishy, fishy breakfast. Yeah, I had sushi like, like for two lox, days and I had like, salmon. Like lox or like cooked salmon? Lox. Okay. Exactly. That's what the German name for salmon is lox. Oh, okay, uh, we call it. Uh, that's a specific type of salmon mm -hmm. in the in the U.S. Um, I guess the reason why it has the German name is because it's typically like a Jewish um, food, and I guess mm -hmm. it, it comes from Yiddish. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes sense. That's uh, that sense. like smoked salmon. Mm -hmm. Have it on a bagel, delicious yeah. with capers. Yes. Love it. Mm -hmm. So good. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I I don't like salmon any other way, only smoked. When it's cooked, I find it uh, way too fishy, very gross. <laughs> um, so, speaking of uh, smoke, <laughs> things that go up in smoke and so speaking on, of like, fish, this is fish, the best I could do with results. that. This is the best I could do <laughs> in terms of a, a lame attempt at a segue. Um, today's movie that we shall be talking about is uh, the movie Paths of Glory, directed by Stanley Kubrick from 1957. And I am going to give a brief summary that I'm going to read off Google. Nice. <laughs> Um, during World War I, 
Commanding Officer General Brouillard, played by Adolphe Menjou, orders his subordinate, General Miro, played by George MacReady, or MacReady, how do you say MacReady. it? MacReady. MacReady, right? Good. Mm -hmm. That's his name German... in the thing. So. Yeah, that's uh, Kurt Russell's name in the thing. Yeah. MacReady. Um, it's the only time I've heard that last name. So, Adolf Menjou orders George MacReady to attack a German trench position, offering a promotion as an incentive. Though the mission is foolhardy to the point of suicide, Moreau commands his own subordinate, Colonel Dax, played by Kirk Douglas, to plan the attack. When it ends in disaster, General Miro demands the court-martial of three random soldiers in order to save face. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty decent summary. Uh -huh. um, Thank lots you, of stuff. At Wikipedia. Yeah, lots of stuff happens in between those things. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, Basil, what did you think? Uh, I watched this movie initially, I, I guess it was like eight years ago now, for uh, like film class that was about like war on film or whatever watched a lot of different stuff uh and i like yeah i remember it being one of my favorites of the stuff that we watched in the class but watching it again um i don't know i mean i guess uh i had a weird day yesterday so my mood could have affected <laughs> it but i did i found the movie a little bit dull and i didn't particularly like Kirk Douglas's performance, which is pretty mm -hmm. central to the movie. Nice. Ruben, what did you think? Uh, my joke is that people often cite this as like the greatest anti-war movie of all time, and I think that's true because it makes war seem really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to war. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think I really like war movies or trial movies that much anymore. So even though there's like some aspects about this that are well-made, uh, it just, it didn't really hold my attention. It's obviously very didactic, but I don't, I mean, sometimes that works in its favor and sometimes it doesn't. It's not exactly what I expect from Kubrick though, mm -hmm. but cause like, yeah, I don't know. 2001 and The Shining and Clockwork Orange are very like uh, they're strong strong movies but not like this is the moral and how you should feel about it is this one very much is that yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I think I agree with both of you um, but I still I'm gonna say that I probably like this movie overall um, so um by the way, I'm just looking it up. Made 1957, so Kubrick was 29 when this was made, so pretty well, young still. That's wild. I forgot that he got started that that young. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. 29. Uh, I mean, this movie is incredibly accomplished. Really good looking. Really well made. Really well acted for the most part. I think I agree that I don't really like Kirk Douglas that much, but I really like some of the other acting in it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the thing that I really liked about it, and maybe this is probably having again just me working in the job that i'm working in right now is it is a very good treatise on management incompetency <laughs> yeah and just like 
how things start at the top, go down to the bottom, and everything just <laughs> keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But like, not because the people at the bottom are incapable of performing things, but because the people at the top do these things like on purpose, like like completely sabotage them from the beginning. And it's, I thought it was yeah because they're yep their goals are not aligned with the actual goals of in this case the army yeah. but in your case the company exactly um <laughs> and i think that uh i really like the way also like the movie sort of plays with the kind of types of these people like what the two generals one being like the super self like obsessed self obsessed kind of guy with george mccready um mccready <laughs> his name is let me let me look that up because i think just maybe referring to his character might be not uh not bad um paul miro, miro general miro so miro is a person that in the very first scene which i thought was very funny i mean it's obvious but it's, but it's still funny um that the other general really plays with his like <laughs> like complete inability to not like want to self-aggrandize basically and i really liked how mccready just like starts like he, he's like he, he starts initially by not wanting to accept this but then the minute uh anything comes up with him like potentially like earning another star or whatever like something really <laughs> stupid he's like super quick to just jump all over this idea and um yeah i just I, I i like the two types of people playing here like none of these people would be especially the first general the other general who's like less of the obvious bad guy like he's played by minju in this like really kind of cutesy french whatever way um but he's like really really evil in this like kind of very um maybe not super obvious way, but then like the more the movie's about, that's the guy that's maybe like the real villain of the whole story. Like if there is one main one, he's like just very calculating and is incapable of not thinking in this like very careerist sort of way. That's why he's so good at manipulating people who are that way. Um, but I thought like that was probably the thing about the movie I kind of most enjoyed. Yeah, probably like... Uh... Of my two favorite scenes one of them is when um i don't remember their names but the top general um reveals that uh he thinks that um douglas's character just wanted a promotion which is why he's done mm -hmm. all of this and so he's kind of like sending the other guy away and he offers him the promotion and he's like very like taken aback it's not the word he's like completely bewildered when he's like upset about yeah. him offering the promotion he's just like oh i just thought you know, this is a job like any other. You're just trying to get ahead yeah. in your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only now did I realize that you were actually like <laughs> concerned with these three guys. Like, what the? What's your problem? Yeah. And it's uh, yeah. I mean, I guess bewildered is the right word because he doesn't seem to even, even by scenes end, like he doesn't understand that it's like a human motivation that someone could have to like not yeah. care, care about their job. <laughs> he doesn't uh yeah he doesn't get defensive about it even once he realizes like oh 
So you're like a, an idealist, huh? That's interesting. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Looking at him like he's... a zoo animal yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, his, it, it, like there's no like defensive indignation on yeah. his part where he's like, well, how dare you? He's just like, ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like he's studying him yeah, or whatever. Because he like, doesn't yeah. think that what he did is wrong. Yeah. He's just like. Well, that's a strange opinion for you to have. <laughs> right. I can't understand why anyone would care about that, but I mean, congrats, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and just the separation between—I mean, that's one of the more obvious statements I think in the movie that's told also like a lot through interiors or like exteriors, like where these people are that are take, yeah. talking about these things, and where the context is of like where they are in life and status versus what they are talking about yeah. in in real life. <laughs> um like that's uh also like a thing about like you know management like or whatever management of the co of, of, a, of a company um like for example like being just completely oblivious to just like the daily things going on <laughs> with most of their workers just their daily lives and just completely mm -hmm. focused on other stuff that makes sense to them in this very abstract world but does not hardly make any sort of sense when you look at it on from like the point of view of someone on the ground um i think that's it's didactic but yeah. it's still i think pretty effective in the way that's uh the way that's conveyed and and i like the uh the juxtaposition of the two where like miro's got like this big scar on his cheek and is like is like one of those managers who's like Ah, uh, I'm still like those guys down at the bottom floor. I remember when I was you, one of you guys, blah, 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 like going into battle together. Like, and he's just like really proud of himself for walking around, just being like, "Great job, to, guys!" Mm -hmm. It's like ready it's to like kill that more weird, Germans. Yeah, yeah uh, that's... it's like that weird uh, manager, like walking through the office, patting you on the back, like, "Great work today, everybody!" Yeah, you know what it reminded me of. Really got on good. I mean, none of you are probably ever on LinkedIn for good reason, but like, there's this kind of um, genre on LinkedIn of managers of companies, usually huge corporations, going to work for a day, like in as like one of their workers, and like the CEO of some sort of like whatever baking goods company going to work at a bakery or like the CEO of Siemens going sure. to work at a factory or some bullshit like that. And it's always like told with this pomp or whatever, but like there's this like, and sometimes it's also like, I started out, you know, as just a, just a simple engineer, yeah. just like you, I was like you once. Right. And now I'm like back to my roots or whatever. And it's this illusion that someone, if you just put those kinds of people into management, you know, they'll run the company well because they know how the common man or the common worker is about. Mm -hmm. And this movie is just like, no, it's fucking no. It, they just, they're, they're completely different people. They're, they live in a different world. There's nothing connecting them anymore, except even, and the scars or whatever yeah. is just a remnant of the past. There's nothing connecting them to that world now. There is a show in the US, a reality show about that called Undercover Boss. I don't know what, I didn't watch the show because it looked really mm -hmm. gross to me, but like, I don't know what could happen in that show. It's like, so the boss comes down and does a really bad job because they have to, like, they, like you think the CEO of FedEx can like run a FedEx truck at like a normal yeah. speed, like a FedEx driver? Or, no, or they can't. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
And so then the manager is like, you fucking idiot, you piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, did they do a good job by actually insulting the CEO because they're so shitty yeah. at it? Or it's like, uh, they, they try to they try to help him. <laughs> they're like, oh, maybe you can do this to get a little bit better. <laughs> it's like, I don't, it just seems like a no-win situation yeah. for all the yeah. regular employees. And I, <laughs> I feel like I, what I remember about the show was... I mean, obviously, like, Jane Goodall, whatever, like, uh, or not, but, like, like they just, like, the presence of cameras makes people think, this is weird, and that, like, the stories that I heard, basically, is that the employees pretty quickly figure out what's going on, and then they just, like, play along so they don't get in trouble. <laughs> that They're just like, who who would this random person be? And they're like... Well, it's it's somebody where if if I do something to them, it's probably going to look bad or whatever. <laughs> so like even if they don't know it's the boss, like they figure they figure out pretty quickly that there's like there's something weird going on that it's like this employee they've never seen before and and there's also cameras around. Um just going back to the movie uh, a, a a bit like the sort of like like the next point which i thought like i was curious about what the movie would do with that and i don't think it did too much too much interesting stuff with that but could have maybe um and it's that kirk douglas is kind of like this guy who's right at the precipice of that right like he's kind of senior enough to already be like part of the or invited to these generals meetings Right, but not senior enough to not mm -hmm. still be in the shit with everyone else, like what it's like happening. Like he's still in the trenches with the people and he knows like what's going on. And then it's like, well, what's gonna happen? Like the usual thing that happens, and that's I think what what I initially thought where the movie was also gonna go, is that his status is still corrupting uh, enough uh, to him. Not a good time. Okay. Um, still corrupting enough. I'm I, sorry. I think I timed out for a second, but I uh, hope we can just keep going. Um, so his his status as a um, colonel in this case is still already like bad for like and, and destroying his character in a way that he will event inevitably side with upper management or the generals in this case, and that he will desert his soldiers and end up like you know, turning his back on them without necessarily wanting to, just because that's the logical thing to do in the moment. And of course, in the movie, he's like this heroic character with a lot of just, you know, he's just a good guy. Like he, he has this real great moral compass is like kind of hard to even say that he does anything morally wrong or that the movie thinks he's doing anything morally questionable at any point, which I think is kind of, where the movie loses me a little bit because it's just unlikely for a person to have gone rosen in the ranks to that level without having done some shit of his own you know like without having yeah. climbed on top of someone else like they're even like the movie's even smart enough to show like the captains or whatever like the lower rungs already being these like sort of incompetent like very dangerous people um, who are easy, like give up on someone or even murder someone and try to cover it up just to save their their position. So why is this guy, you know, so like, you know, so so 
Like, so yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think if the movie were less of like a star vehicle and a little bit more uh, uh, trying to be a little bit more nuanced about it, like you could have the narrative be almost essentially the same, but that like maybe in the initial agreement to do the attack, there's some kind of uh, faltering with Kirk Douglas's character so that then like his sort of rabid defense is also like a way of like trying to uh like make himself yeah. feel less guilty for having participated but i don't think that that's like really in the movie very much yeah i agree no i i think um it's not uh, if i am correct in my effects it's like the most nominated of any stanley kubrick directed film mm -hmm. like the most highly regarded by like your typical awards stuff and uh it makes sense because like they <laughs> almost always like don't recognize movies that don't have a character like that that yeah <laughs> that especially is, like, at this time yeah there's like for the audience to be like that's the good guy <laughs> That's the one that I would be if I were in the trenches of World <laughs> War One. Yeah, um, kind of like it. It relates to all all of this, like the military too. But it's um, it what makes like capitalism make like square quotes perfect system is that like from your birth you're propagandized to like believe in like individuals in terms of like cause and effect and individuals do things. And so then when a problem with capitalism arrives, you're like, who is the individual? that we need to remove in order mm -hmm. to so like right now everyone is like talking about jeff bezos and elon musk and it's like if they were to just die of heart attacks or in a helicopter crash tomorrow like someone would just take yeah. their place like the yeah. guy who took over for steve jobs isn't like better than steve jobs like right. <laughs> and it's not because like those individuals are necessarily like they perform more immoral actions than you or i but like put into that position, like, uh, you know, another good example would be like if Bernie Sanders had managed to win the presidency, he would be a war criminal by like the end of the first week. It's like the the system itself, once it's in place, functions of its own mm. accord um, and has to mm. be totally removed. Like you can't get the right people in the right yeah. places and have it like not. So, yeah, like the better version of this film is like one where this guy is forced into like forced into a promotion anyways um mm -hmm. and then he's just the yeah same i think but by, by the way on the <laughs> award stuff so it was not nominated for an oscar even not a single nomination oh. but it oh, did okay. win like a, a bafta what, I, don't, I don't know what i was looking uh at. where it was nominated for a bafta lost to the bridge of the river, on the river kwai other movies nominated that for, for so 1958 um for for movies from 1957 right 12 angry men Peyton place sayonara mm -hmm. i don't know 57 1957 movie with marlon brando also a war movie oh yeah that... and witness for the prosecution by billy wilder okay but uh yeah nice well i know three of those yeah i'm not saying that I've only heard of it in this context of looking at Academy Award mm -hmm. nominees. Well, then I was definitely wrong. Because, I mean, Eyes of White Shot was, like, nominated for I a couple so, yeah. things. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder what his um, most nominated movie like... would be. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think this movie would now would be a very solid contender for for like an Oscar <laughs> movie or whatever. Like it's like very competently made, more than competently made. Like, but it's all like kind of. But but also not too interesting in that way, I guess. Like it's just like I can see that that there was like effort put into it. Like there was the composition of the shots or like blocking or whatever. Like you can see that this is like a movie, right? But there's not that much that actually stuck with me in the end. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any sort of mm-hmm. shots or something that like stuck with you? I mean, it was very darkly humorous when they're doing the actual execution, and that one guy is so badly injured that they tie his gurney up mm. to the pole <laughs> yeah. so, that, so he won't fall over when they shoot him. Like everybody and they else, they wake has, him up to make yeah, sure yeah. he's alive. Yeah. Just I mean, keep yeah. Awake. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You so can't that'll just shoot that'll, a man in his sleep. <laughs> that'll stick with me a little bit. And then my other favorite scene is the one with the kidnapped German woman forced to sing for the soldiers. Because that one has like a more of a like weird, uncomfortable tension than like the rest of the movie, where it's like uh, a reminder that there's not really any bad guys in terms of like the soldiers fighting. Like this is just like some random frightened woman. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, you've kind of spent the whole movie sort of like hoping that the French infantry is like spared and are like innocent victims, but like also they're not. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And at the same time, like, yeah, they, I strange. mean, this is kind of like borderline, right? But um, that they end up sort of it, at the beginning, it seems like they're going to like assault this woman right um but then they like listen to her sing and are like react to respond to that in a very like emotional sort of way and empathize with her which is an interesting (laughs) an interesting choice that like that could be very easily interpreted as like a really cheesy sort of thing or something or like a you know whether or not you'd buy into that sort of stuff but i think overall this movie is very squarely on the side of the soldier versus the mat the general right it's much more siding with the yeah. workers over management and i think that it shows in that scene as well because that could have obviously gone in a whole different direction that would have given the movie a whole different spin mm-hmm. that would have been a more verhoven yeah it's by the way it's kubrick's wife by the way <laughs> the german woman mm-hmm. okay let's see Mm-hmm. Although they weren't, they married, they weren't year, married at the time. A year time. after, I think this they movie. met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, met for the movie. I think. I think that's what was implied. Anyway, uh, I don't know if my microphone is picking it up, but my uh, my little birdie decided to make. I a heard it. I heard her before. So be interesting. I heard her earlier, but yeah. that's fine. Uh huh. I can't tell if the mic's getting it, but if if so, uh, enjoy enjoy a little Pacino. Pacino making some noises. <laughs> yeah, that's he's, what we he's that's, saying Attica. That's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were joking around because 
He's very tiny and bright blue, so uh, we wanted to give him a name that was uh, 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 more gender balancing. You know, he's uh, he's not constrained by uh, gender norms of uh, <laughs> having a cutesy name for a cutesy bird. It's a they them um, bird. Pachito anyway, is them uh, they. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the most any movie has been nominated for a Stanley Kubrick film is three Oscars, which happened to Dr. Strangelove, 2001, A Clockwork Orange, and Barry Lyndon. They were all nominated for three, uh, but only 2001 won one, which was Great. Best Visual Effects. Otherwise, he was nominated for Best <laughs> Director four times, never won. He was nominated for Best Picture three times never won and nominated for best adapted or best screenplay either adapted or original four times and never won no five times including full metal jacket uh i was about to say i'm very surprised at barry linden but then i realized they probably just took it straight they were just like mm, what a beautiful movie piece about yeah you know, man <laughs> yeah about trying to you know this uh Achilles yeah, this tragic man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a sad <laughs> story. <laughs> tragic fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, of all of these, the most surprising to me was The Clockwork Orange because yeah. it's an extremely in-your-face movie, but I guess in the, <laughs> se- in the early 70s to mid-70s, you could get away with a lot more. Yeah, I mean, was Oscars. Taxi Driver nominated? Yeah, I yeah, believe it so, was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 70s Oscar uh, nominees. I think a couple of them were like stuff that's very hard to, to imagine like getting an Oscar now. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, best picture, best actor, best supporting actress, and best original score for. Uh, Taxi Driver. Uh, surprisingly, not mm-hmm. screenplay. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Shreda. Um, yeah. But yeah. Any other sh- the movie, yeah. I mean, Sorry. I guess, you know, oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I guess the yeah. long trench tracking shots are very famous. Sam Mendes decided to make a whole movie <laughs> out of liking that shot. And that so got much. nominated. <laughs> well done, mm-hmm. Sam. Um, yeah, that, I mean that shot. That shot is great. I mean the scene with McCready uh, is 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 great. I really I thought it was very funny. I thought his I thought his whole character was very fun. I thought he played him very fun. Like, through it's a, I enjoyed his performance a lot. Um, I kind of haven't seen him in much else, but it's probably just me, or uh, maybe I'm not remembering it right or whatever. But I really enjoyed him in in in, in this role. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just the. Uh, Ready to kill some Germans, son? <laughs> it's just that's a good one. It's a very good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, it's again a very, very obvious point, but I still like it when when he's walking and he's talking to all those people, and then at one point there's like all the injured people walking past, but he like doesn't talk to yeah. them. He's, he's, he's talking. Yeah, to they're them. cowards, losers. He's basically like Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I exactly. Like soldiers who aren't injured. My my war heroes <laughs> don't never got caught. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the that ending scene was really like for me. I don't know. Maybe the, the I was I was like kind of unsure how to how to even like react to it. I think I'm glad the way it ended up going because I think if like the movie ended with these soldiers like just closing in on this woman or whatever, then that would have given this whole thing a slightly different touch. Like, oh, maybe they were right to execute those people. They're animals anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. So yeah, like black <laughs> exactly. Blackfoot doing the. Yeah. <laughs> like what if they're all assholes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Europe is free. Time to torture the Nazis in the exact way in which the Nazis tortured other people. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's that's freedom. Uh, yeah. Um. But uh oh, what I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think the ending is interesting, like in the way that, I mean, yeah, it, I, I, if I were trying to guess, I would feel like it's like a little bit of um, uh, attempt of like, I don't know, I, I mean, sort of like again, pointing the um, that there's more solidarity between two uh, two mm -hmm. bottom of the rung working class groups you know it's not an original statement it's been said a bunch but you know then then between nationality yeah he's uh yeah, yeah i guess maybe that's part of the reason why it wasn't better received in terms of that the movie does come pretty hard against nationalism which was not a popular thing patriotism in 1957 <laughs> the uh <laughs> the what is it yeah. what's the samuel johnson quote the, the last refuge yeah. of the scoundrel. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, when when is the House of Amer on American activities? What time period is that? Must be around because that time. Like yeah. yeah, it's it's mm -hmm. <laughs> it's critiquing that as well. It's like so we don't have a court stenographer. We don't have evidence. Yeah, it's trial. Take, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. This is, yeah, what, yeah. This trials is not for... a trial. This is. This is just the sentencing. About witnesses and uh, like, or like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's a good point. Um, wasn't super apparent to me when I was watching it, but so yeah, that mm -hmm. probably didn't go. <laughs> that probably didn't go over well with I some also, members. I of know the that Academy. this movie was <laughs> banned in France for eighteen years because the French are super well, sensitive <laughs> about their precious little fucking loser army <laughs> that like got invaded by Germany in two <laughs> weeks and like uh, probably if, if, if the rest of Europe was as bad at fighting as France uh, was during the Second World War uh, <laughs> we'd all be under Nazi rule now but if uh, but, but, but even like on the First World War they're still fucking sensitive <laughs> which is hilarious to me uh, because I think I mean this movie is more about like not just the general not the specific French incompetency, but I kept like watching this also being reminded of like, yeah, I mean, this is like just tribunals, like in any place, like there's kind of free of ideology in the, in this particular way. Like, it's just like, this is how these systems work, irregardless of where you are. Like this would also be how like a Soviet mm -hmm. war tribunal would work, but also like, 
Legal same. system is bankrupt. Abolition yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's important. Mm -hmm. I think this because I'm not sure there's anything in particularly French about this movie. I think it's very funny that there this French movie no. only has one French actor in it or whatever. <laughs> so like who tries a fake <laughs> uh, tries a little French or has a French accent when he speaks, right? But everyone else is like very un-French. Like Kirk Douglas couldn't be less French. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean Douglas can't can't pass for <laughs> French at all. I would never believe that he's French. Yeah, uh, if he spoke if though. he spoke perfect French, I would be like that guy's not French. Just very well educated. <laughs> mm -hmm. It turns out he does, which is extra <laughs> funny that they, that he doesn't even you know they don't have him try to do a French accent or whatever. Because mm -hmm. I was just looking at his Wikipedia, and in the part that mentions this movie, it says. Douglas, a fluent French speaker, portrayed a sympathetic <laughs> French officer. And I was like, well, I, there's no way I would have guessed. Can, can you just imagine Douglas Kirk Douglas constantly like getting on Kubrick's nerves, being like, by the way, Stanley, I speak fluent French. Like, maybe we can, uh, maybe there's a chance <laughs> for me to show that off. Like, literally any scene? Like, no, not even a little. Okay. All right. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like I like how several of the soldiers have extremely thick New York accents. It's a, it's a fun choice. Yep. Um, and then one of the guys who's executed looks extremely like I guess Eastern European, like mm -hmm. Slavic. Yeah, he's oh, you mean that's really um, New York accent? Yeah, that's right. a relatively famous actor. Wait a second. Uh, at least I know him. Yeah. Again, he does not look French. Timothy Carey, <laughs> is, right? That's is Timothy the Carey. Point? Yeah. He was also. Uh, he's the one who's like he's crying on the way to the to the gallows. He was in another movie we did a podcast on oh. with Sterling Hayden. What was the movie again? Mm -hmm. Not not remembering the name. Oh, I can't remember. I, I wasn't on that one, but I know which one you mean. He's also in. Mm -hmm. He's in the killing as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, and he's in Ace in the Hole also with uh, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> he plays uh, the. Yeah, uh, he's a very cool face. Ace Crime the wave. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Huh? Mm. But like, yeah. Great movie. Not a very memorable yeah. title, but a good movie. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, oh, yeah, like oh, if yeah. he were cast think... as Rasputin, like I would believe it, like in a second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> actually, I'm Russian this whole it time. Kind of, you know what rem it <laughs> like, reminded okay. me of is Miller's Crossing, like John Turturro <laughs> and Miller's Crossing, the whole se sequence when he's like going to the, um, like about to be shot, and he starts like hugging the priest oh, and like. Sure. Telling him like that that he doesn't want to die is like that scene where John Turturro mm -hmm. like begs uh, Gabriel Byrne to not shoot him. Uh -huh. Look into your heart for his life. Yeah, like the same sort of also like mugging for the camera. Like it's a very overstated performance. Like with him, probably he's like the most scene chewy, scenery chewing kind of actor in the whole lot. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh yeah, I, oh I, I was just gonna. I just remembered that he's also he has an extremely funny part in, uh, Minnie and Voskovitz. Where nice, which is 
which I have a poster for right there, uh, where Gina Rollins goes on a date with him that does not go very well. That's cool. Uh-huh. Oh, and cool. He was, in, he was in of a, a lot of Casavetes. That's nice. That's fun. I can see that. I can see that working, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we have like a couple of minutes left on the on the on the call. Do we want to continue, or are we mm-hmm. are we good? Do you guys have any other topics? Either way, it's fine with me. I don't. I didn't. I mean, I didn't have that much to say about this movie because I mean it's fairly straightforward as to like what it is. There's not like. Mm-hmm. A lot of threads to pull. I mean, we could right. try to go deeper into the aesthetics, but I don't know if I paid careful enough. To yeah, do that. and I again, overall, I felt it. like they were mostly just like very like craftsmany, like very well put together, but like nothing that really stood out to me like super well. And um, I think it's kind of a movie that would be sort of easy to teach in a class. You know, like you could be like, oh well. What do you think this mm-hmm. means when a character does that and this scene and it moves over here and like the lighting, what do you think that means? Yeah. And I think like that's almost like that's what the didacticism is. Like it's kind of follows the overall arc of the story as well. Like there's not too much stuff that you can really mm-hmm. interpret. It's kind of kind of obvious most of the time. Like what's it trying what it's trying to say. It still does it if, like if overall effectively, but like also not much of a mystery to unpack. Yeah. It's one of those movies also that I wonder, like, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously expectations around, like, uh, intensity and violence or whatever are different now. But I was like, was this, like, this doesn't seem particularly, like, violent even. Because there's, like, the long shot where they're, like, going across, like, the failed uh, attack or whatever, which is, like it's cool because the shot lasts a long time or whatever. I'm sure it was very complicated, but it doesn't feel especially like, like, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously I'm coming from like 70, 70 plus, almost 70 years of seeing similar war movie stuff. That's, you know, uh, more brutal. And so then even like full metal jacket has much more brutal, uh, war violence in it. So then it's like, uh, is this, um, like would have would people have been shocked by yeah i at the yeah, time or whatever i, I, I liked it it's okay I, I i i i actually thought my caught myself wondering that same thing like oh how did this play in like theaters in the 50s like end of the 50s were people like freaking out over the noise also the audio like is interesting the sound design is like really in your face when mm. like the whistle alongside like all the bombings and whatever it was pretty intense um so yeah, I yeah, I, I I like that scene. But but I mean mm. com- yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I mean it's a cool looking shot or whatever. But but I was just like thinking because there were people like Otto Preminger and Fritz Lang and stuff mm. who were getting in trouble f- with the censors for stuff like that. But like but like Fritz Lang like has that thing in the big heat where like Lee Marvin just like throws hot coffee in a woman's face. And even yeah. though it doesn't show it, mm. like that is still horrifying to me when I yeah, watch it. Like upsetting. it's still, 
It's still <laughs> extremely brutal. And so I was like, well, I get why people were mad at Fritz Lang back then. Because, like, if it feels brutal to me now, it's hard to imagine how it would have felt in, <laughs> yeah. like, 55 or whatever to see that in a movie. Uh, uh, Truffaut thought it was pretty violent um, when he someone asked him, like, specifically about is there's no such thing as an anti-war movie stance. Um, uh, Gene Sisko, in fact, was like, He's like, you don't think what he's like, what about Paths of Glory? You don't think that's an anti-war movie? And he was like, no, I think he enjoys the violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, without the violence, this movie would be rather boring. <laughs> like without at least the that that sort of <laughs> backdrop to the whole thing. Right. Um, it would if it would. Although I think later on, Kubrick was such a good director that he could have probably made it even better by just having these people be in these like weird fancy rooms and that's what where anything ever happens and it's just alluded mm-hmm. to just like how many people died or whatever like that I, I i think he could have done like that sort of a uh tragedy kind of movie or whatever like just only told in fancy rooms very well so yeah 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 like if the if the um like if the shooting mm-hmm. into, like the execution mm-hmm. itself was like the only violence we saw yeah. in the whole movie i think that'd be interesting that's a representation yeah. of the the war or whatever uh you gotta shoot a couple <laughs> soldiers to keep a movie in line yeah <laughs> all right um so then let's uh let's wrap it up <laughs> thanks thank you both for sure discussing this movie with me it's a lot of it was a lot of fun um thank you stanley kubrick for directing another solid movie (laughs) worth talking about um good stuff from stanley overall Uh yeah i disagree i disagree with your daughters you probably wouldn't be a proud boys supporter if you were still alive (laughs) Yeah, Vivian oh, no. Kubrick's real off the deep end. She's like a QAnon person, and uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's very sad uh, because, I mean, her the making of the Shining movie that she directed yeah. was very good, but uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's a bummer, and uh, obviously, I mean, it's a strange statement. I don't know that there's that many Jewish Proud Boys fans, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah. Bold yeah. Kind of, well, know, yeah, we think better of you, sadly. Um, thanks again. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, fancyfilmfellows.com. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be back soon, I hope. Well, yeah. Okay. Bye, Hopefully everyone. Much more recent. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.